Welcome everyone to Coaching This Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your master coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the difference between conformity and morality. Now this is going to be my most recent blog and I'm going to do my best to stay politically correct because this podcast does go on YouTube because Coaching In Session is the more politically and friendly podcast. And I want people to understand that Coaching In Session is all about personal development mindset, giving you the coaches, the tools you need in order to get to a better mindset. However, there's another part to mindset that we have to understand, and that's going to be the hard truth. I'm going to call you out on your BS if you're acting up. I'm going to call you out on your excuses if they're not valid. I'm going to call you out if you are not showing up in your days and you're just living in your comfort zone. You're living in complacency. Most people live that way. Most people just say, well, it's too hard. I don't have any time. They make excuses. But just because life is hard or not going your way, it doesn't mean that you automatically get a hall pass and you don't have to show up in your day. Well, if you're an adult, you have responsibilities and it doesn't matter if you feel like it or if you don't feel like it. So you need to make sure that you feel like it even when you don't feel like it. Because I'm sure there's a lot of adults out there who don't feel like going to their nine to five, but they still do it. And the reason why they do it is because they have to provide for their family and vice versa with kids nowadays, right? Kids might not want to go to school, but they have to do it to get an education. Now we can play devil's advocate and we can talk about the good and the bad for each of them. But what is going to come down to at the end of the day is what is really happening in our mind. And today's blog is going to be talking a little bit about that. And that's why I gave that little introduction, because we are going to be in an interesting moment, especially in this blog. And as you start to realize that a lot of news is coming out, especially since Elon has taken over Twitter and he's releasing Twitter files of Dr. Fauci and all of the uh, pandemic issues or the shots and all that stuff. So there's a lot of things coming out that a lot of people are becoming aware of. And it's almost like we're shedding a veil on the truth. But again, the truth has to be muffled. The truth has to be labeled as misinformation. So yes, the truth can be labeled misinformation, but it can be really the truth. And I'm not going to tell you your truth or what truth you should believe because that is up to you. But what I will tell you is that today we're going to be breaking down the most recent blog conformity versus morality. And we're going to get a good understanding of what we do, why we do it, and is it going to help us in the long run. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, but then also to check out our website. And you can always sign up for a consultation. You can get a complimentary coaching session. You can even sign up for our newsletter and you can be a part of our monthly newsletter. And sometimes we have some things that come out every other week But we are not trying to fill your inboxes with too much because we understand that you have a lot going on. And the last thing you need to be doing is shifting through all your emails just to find this one. So make sure we're in a nice place in your inbox. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up at the website for a consultation. And then begin to read some of the personal development content. And one of the personal development content that I encourage you to read is going to be today's blog conformity versus morality mindset. Now, when we talk about conformity, we might think about, well, I'm conforming to society. I'm conforming 
to someone else's beliefs. I'm changing because someone asked me to change, right? Well, the definition of conformity is going to be the compliance with standards, rules, and laws. So as a society, we conform, right? We conform to making sure we don't speed sometimes. We make sure that we don't hurt people maliciously because that's against the law. And then also, we're doing our part to keep the world a better place. So no littering, making sure that we take out our trash. I mean, there's laws everywhere, right? But we learn the standards of what is accepted and what is not accepted. You don't see many yards that you go to in the front of their home and they're just trash in the middle of their yard. Now, in the ghetto, maybe you might see this more frequently, but even there, there's going to be people who are going to fine you if you have this type of rubbish in your yard. So we have to do our due diligence in making sure that we have standards, we have laws, and we abide by those said laws. But the issue comes with conformity is not so much about the laws, but when the laws overbreach our freedoms, overbreach our way of life. During the pandemic, we had many issues in that, right? We were told to not go out. We were told to stay indoors so we can get back to normal. And as much as I wish that would have worked, it doesn't work that way because no action doesn't create action. And I know many people thought, well, if we just stay inside and we do what we are supposed to do, things will go back to normal. Well, let's try this. I want you to stay inside. I don't want you to go to work your nine to five and no Zoom meetings or anything like that, right? This is not virtual. You have to be in your workplace. And I want you to see if you get fired. I want you to see if you get paid and you're still going to be able to pay your mortgage and your bills. You're not. It doesn't work that way. We need to go out and we need to go out and get what's ours or what we're allotted or what we allot for ourselves. You get to choose. Everyone's going to have different circumstances. Some people are begging for a paycheck. They're living in a rat race. And then there's some people who are go-getters and they go out every single day and they make a life. They make a living. We can conform to what society says, just getting a nine to five, working every single day, weekends you get off. And then, of course, at 65, you get to retire. But don't, don't fret. We're going to have two weeks off every single year and you get to do whatever you want. During those two weeks, you want to go to Disney World, go for it. If you want to go out, hang out with your friends, go for it. So you have some flexibility in what you do for those two weeks. But other than those two weeks, you are locked down in that job. That's not life. That's almost enslavement with the ability to go home and see your family so you can get a little bit of motivation. To see, well, I have to provide for these humans and then you go out and you do it again. But that's not life. That's not living. Conforming is not going to give you the life that you dream of. Conforming is going to give you the life that everyone else has. If you look around, everyone is struggling. If you look around, the people who mean the most to you are trying to figure out, well, how am I going to make it to tomorrow? And I mean, just looking at the high cost of groceries, inflation, high property tax, high interest rates coming, all of this is going to be an issue for many people. Do you conform to those said issues? Now, when we look at the idea of conformity, is going to be talking about the standards, the rules, and the laws. 
Now, the laws are going to be common sense, right? We should conform to most laws. However, there are going to be some laws that are put into power, put into be, that will infringe upon our amendment rights. Especially here in the West, we should know our amendments and we should know what is allotted for us, right? What rights do we have? And no government, no person, no figure of law can trample on those rights. And if they do, there's going to be legal repercussions to it. Understanding the law conformity, that's something that we won't have to deal with much, but there's going to be another aspect that we're going to be dealing with, standards. And we're going to be breaking down standards in just a minute. I want to get down to morality because morality is a very simple one to understand, right? Morality means the distinction between right and wrong, good and bad, right? Is this morally correct, right? Punching someone in the face because they looked at you wrong is probably morally wrong. Now, if this person is assaulting you or assaulting another person, right, and you're going to defend that person, is morally correct to punch them in the face. So there has to be some type of situation that requires violence. But then you have to also look at, can a situation be solved peacefully, right? We want to make sure that we're not going around hurting people for the sake of hurting people. That's not what people do. Now, of course, there's going to be some sick psychopaths that go out there and they get a rush of hurting people or doing these malicious things or these things that are against the law. They might have a few screws loose. But just because they have a few screws loose doesn't mean that they're conforming to society, that they're following the standards. And if a group of people decide to all do this negative thing that break the law, are they following the standards? And what had happened during the pandemic is that many like-minded individuals came together with a bunch of bad ideas that infringe upon amendments, that infringe upon our laws and our sense of freedom. And many people started to ask questions. So today we're going to be breaking down what conformity and morality is and what you should know about it. So the difference, again, between conformity and morality is that conformity is going to be dealing with your standards or rules and your laws, and morality is going to be dealing with good and bad, right and wrong. So it's not going to be anything that's going to be so drastic where you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what the difference between these two are. It is night and day. Trick about conformity is that conformity is going to be also operated with the belief of opinion. So if I have an opinion about something, a person, culture, and I say this is that, then of course, people can conform to my belief. They can conform to my opinion on this group of people or a certain topic. Think of cancel culture. Cancel culture is just conformity. People come together and they say, well, I don't like Andrew Tate anymore. I don't like Yee anymore, aka Kanye West. I don't like Joe Biden, or I don't like President Trump, or I don't like Andrew Tate, or all these people that we say we don't like because they did something wrong, or that they did something a little sketchy, or they did something that's harmful. There's going to be people who do things all the time that are not helpful to us, that are going to be hurting us in some way. And we just can't say that it's someone else's fault. For example, I know a lot of people when Obama became president, this is you know going back now, when something went wrong, they said, blame it on Obama. And I know Obama did something funny. He had made a video and he had a chocolate chip cookie 
and he was trying to dip the chocolate chip cookie into the milk and he couldn't because the chocolate chip cookie was too big and it couldn't get down to the milk. And then he just kind of shakes his head and goes blaming on Obama because that is what people do. We look for an scapegoat. We point the finger before we point the finger at ourselves. So the standards that we give, especially in cancel culture, we look at someone and we say, you're the problem, not the solution. So instead of us finding the solution or figuring out what we can do, we figure out what we can't do. We figure out who to hate. And that gives us the urge or the motivation to keep on hating this person and say that they're the reason until they're gone, we can't take action. And it's amazing because now we have learned something. We are not going to take action because we have told ourselves, our, our subconscious, our brain, our conscious, whatever you want to tell, that we can't take action until this person's out of office or we can't take action until this person is canceled because this person is going against what we believe in or what is right. And then they even tack in something different. It's not morally correct. Toxic masculinity. This person is red pill or blue pill. This person is a far left or a far right individual. They're not good for us. As much as I want to say that it doesn't matter what type of political background you have, who you support, at the end of the day, you get to decide who's in your life and what's good and what's bad in your life. Because if something is not good in your life, negative be it, you can make some changes. But what I see people do is that they just try to cut people off cold turkey and they don't even know what they did wrong. For me, it's kind of like when people say, oh, do you like Andrew Tate? And I say, well, why wouldn't I? What has he done? Oh, he's very toxic. He has multiple women and he's doing all of these things. So he's practicing polygamy. He's practicing his right as a man to go out and spread his royal oats. Okay, well, I don't know what makes him a bad man, though. Oh, because he said this and he does this and everyone is attacking this man. Well, they're going to keep on attacking him because they have no choice. Because he's portraying what a man can be rather than what men are portraying themselves to be today. So morally correct, right? What's good and what's bad? He is bad because he's not following conformity. He's not following the system. He's not following what the powers to be or the powers greater than him want. They want men to be more docile, be more weak, be more still. They understand that a man can wreck some havoc if he wants to, but they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with masculine men. They can deal with feminine men. They can deal with men who don't have an opinion or don't have a say in the matter or who are passive. That's just what it is. We get labeled this, right? We get labeled good and bad. We learn how to conform because of a group of people who don't like a person. And again, it can be on any side. I'm not picking sides here. I'm literally just talking about the examples that you can attack a person and everyone else follows because that is what's morally correct in their mind. We look at the pandemic, what was morally correct in there. I talk about it in the blog. So you want to make sure you're reading this blog and then you can understand that there's so many difference between what is morally correct and what is conformity and what does that mean? Yes, there's some limits here because this podcast, again, is on YouTube. So there's certain things I can't say. But what I can tell you is I do say it in the blog because that's my website. I own it. 
You can read the blog and you can not agree with me. That is perfectly fine. I'm not here to make you like what I say. I'm here giving you the truth. This is what's happening in mindset. This is what's happening in the majority of people. Yes, you can accept it and you can say, I can see your point. But in the same turn, I'm not taking a side. You can be whatever you want. You can support whatever community you want. I'm not transphobic. I'm not homophobic. I'm not whatever phobic, right? I'm not arachnophobic, whatever phobic. I understand that people are going to be different. I understand that people want to live their life and why can't they live their life the way that they want to? So when people get attacked like Jordan Peterson, he didn't want to use pronouns against certain people. Andrew Tate, again, a red pill type of mentality. President Trump, again, just people didn't like him because he was going against the system of politics. And then, I mean, we can go down the list. Kanye, you know, they say he's crazy because he's doing all these different things. And people can attack you just because they decide to, right? Whatever is popular, that's what we're going to do. And I mean, when I'm a public figure, when people look to me and people see me as the mindset coach, the person to go to if you have any issues, one day people are going to attack me. They're going to attack my character. They're going to splice in what I said, similar to what they did to Joe Rogan with the N-word. They're going to just splice it in. They're going to say, oh, all these different things, and these are his beliefs, and they're going to make it seem very, very real. They're going to make it seem like this is what I say. This is what I believe. Because I said many things in this podcast already, this episode, that if taken out of context, can be construed as bad. People will say, oh my God, this person is this way. Oh, geez, we can't support them. Well, that's perfectly fine too. You support who you want to support. But at the same time, cancel culture is going to be dealing with conformity. And then you have to figure out if the person really did bad or if the person didn't do anything bad. Most of the time, a person doesn't do things that are bad that cancel culture is going to be attacking. Sometimes, yes. But most of the time, no. And sometimes the things that should be canceled, things like kid-friendly drag queen shows, or governments mandating to put things in our body, or for governments to use our spending, our tax dollars that are going to go to other countries before they go to us. There's so many hungry people. There's so many homeless people here in America. Why can't we help them? What's conformity there, right? Where are the laws there? Where are the rules? Is that the standard that we just allow our homeless and we take care of the rest of the world? And I'm not saying that we can't take care of the world. It's the same concept of filling up your cup. What have I talked about on the podcast over and over again? You make sure you fill up your cup first so you can help other people fill up their cup. And if we are not a country that can take care of our own, and I'm talking about take care of our own, where we're not just simply attacking each other because of different beliefs and different opinions, we understand what's morally correct and what's morally wrong. But at the same time, we will attack a person's character because they believe something different because they said something different than our belief and our opinion. And then that is what is now trending. I'm going to follow the crowd. Well, following the crowd is not morally correct, but then there's this thing called mob psychosis. Because if you were in a crowd and you couldn't function, you couldn't think for yourself, 
oh, it's just mob psychosis. So even if you did something wrong, that's not your fault. We need to make sure we can dive deep into our mindset, into our psyche, and we don't continue to just follow blindly. Conformity can lead us to some very dark places, but it can also create some order. So we do have to know the difference between are we creating order or are we creating hypocrisy in our mindset? So yes, it depends. Morality is easy to understand. If it's good, if it's bad, and it's not so much if it's good for you, because something might be good for you, but it's not good for society or good for the other individual. What's good and what's bad? What's right and what's wrong? And in a court of law, you're innocent until proven guilty. And what they do is they have these court cases and they have these trials to talk about the evidence, to talk about the situations, to talk about why this person is wrong or what bad they have done. So then they can eventually go to jail. Now, sometimes good guys go to jail, but I believe our justice system does right when we are giving a jury verdict to someone who has done something really wrong. And free speech is not wrong. So our First Amendment right, that's the tolerance theory. What I say is what I say, and what I believe is what I believe. And I understand there's going to be rules on certain platforms, Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube. There's going to be things that you can't say, of course, right? Hate speech. We don't want that because it can cause even more divide and it can cause a lot of harm because there's many people who are on the edge and the slightest gust of wind will knock them over. So we have to be careful, not because we need a tiptoe in life, but we are in a very particular place as a society, as a culture, as a world, and we need to be cognizant of that. And that's why this blog, Conformity versus Morality, is going to be a must read. Because in this blog, I wrote about things that we haven't talked today because I can't talk about them. Because again, it goes against policies and regimes. So I encourage you to read, learn a little bit more dive a little bit deeper into this aspect, and then understand that conformity can lead you to some good, but then at the same time, it can lead you also to a position or a place where you're surrounded by fixed-minded individuals, and it's going to be very difficult to get out of it. And morality is just going to be saying, if the group is not doing something good, then we need to make sure we get out of it. But sometimes I think some people just fall into conformity if the group is doing bad, they don't care about the morality aspect because they're so entwined in what everyone is doing and creating the standards that they fall victim to the bad. The goal is not to fall victim to society or what's trending or what is really the standards going on, right? The rules and regulations. There's going to be things that keep order, that keep peace, and there's going to be things that are going to be keeping the peace but at the same time creating discrepancy. And that discrepancy can lead to things that are going to be not so good in the future. So you can support a group of people, you can support an idea, but then it can get twisted later on because of morals. So if one person sees something as good and the other person sees something as bad, who's right and who's wrong? Well, we just have to mix both the two. If it's against the law, then most likely it's a bad thing. If it's not against the law, then you have to ask yourself, what type of character does this bring? Does it bring about a good character, positive mindset, 
And if not, then we need to start to make even more adjustments. And we get to make as many adjustments as we want every single day. Now, for some people, they're going to have a hard time because, again, they're in that mentality, that mindset to conform, to follow. That is what we are trained to do. We're trained to follow. We are trained to believe. We're trained to do what we're told. And I'm here to tell you that you get to tell yourself exactly what you want in your life. You get to set your own limits and you get to set what is your compass for your character, for what's morally right and what's morally wrong. And there's going to be consequences. Think of it as karma. If you hurt someone, then of course, there's going to be consequences for that. If you do something that's going to hurt a group of people, there's going to be consequences for that. And people are not going to sit idle and watch you do wrong. And you might ask, well, who is it that is going to say that I'm doing wrong? If there's so much freedom in morality, if there's so much freedom in conformity, is that there is a human law. And the human law is the golden rule, right? Treat others as you would like to be treated. We're not out to hurt other human beings just for the sake of hurting other human beings, whether physically or mentally. I don't want to physically or mentally hurt anyone. I want to help people physically and mentally to a better place. And a lot of people, they're just so self-destructive in their way of thinking and the way of living. And we need to start to get into the mindset that is going to step away from conformity, step into what is true morality, and that is going to be dealing with the concept of what it means to be human and what it means to be alive. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me, gmail.com. Check out our website, reverendconcepts.com. Get yourself a coaching session, a consultation, sign up for our monthly coaching plans, and get yourself the mindset that you deserve. I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching in Session. Until then, everyone take care.